Markets in trouble right now. We're making new lows of the day, and it just seems like we're in free fall at this point. Uh, bonds selling off until stocks sell off so much that bonds confirm, and then stocks keep going down more anyway. Let's bring in John Petridis, portfolio manager at Tocqueville Asset Management. It's getting ugly out there, John. What do you think? Yeah, clearly, uh, you know, comments coming out of the Fed gives a little unsettling uh, feeling for investors. Um, you still have this rotation uh, going out of growth and into value. And of course, the market has been long growth for the last three or four years. Um, so, you know, there's, there's that rotation happening. I mean, you can see today, uh, you know, a lot of the consumer staple stocks, value stocks, uh, you know, at least outperforming relative to the market, if not positive. And investors just continue to get more defensive here, especially when you have uh, commodities and gold, which had been a safe haven uh, for the years you guys were talking about earlier, is, is in a sell-off today as well. So, John, uh, is there an obvious way uh, uh, through this, if we're going to kind of continue this pattern? It's, it's starting to look sustainable on the charts when you break new lows and you continue trend in the stuff that's already trending downwards. Um, so uh, where do you go? Well, I think you, you you made an important comment just there, and I think it's we have to be careful not to take one data point and just extrapolate going forward, right? And uh, and, and just say that that's going to be the future guaranteed. And and I and I point to a couple of things. You know, it was only a month ago or so where oil hit, you know, call it one hundred and thirty dollars a barrel, and you know, and and the moment that it did, the world was saying, oh, you know, oil is going to throw us into recession mm -hmm. because of these levels. Well, how come no one is now talking oils off about twenty percent from those highs? Uh, I think it's important that we can't just take the top and say that's how it's going to be because things are fluent and they're adjusting. Same thing with the yield curve. Although the yield curve has is close to flat today, uh, a couple of weeks ago, the yield curve inverted for a hot minute and everyone said, well, the yield curve inverting is a portends to inflation in the future. And then we went right back to a positively sloping yield curve. It wasn't back to historical averages, which is about 1% or so uh, over the past 40 years between the two and 10 year treasuries. It's, you know, it's, it was only about 30 basis points, but it was positively sloping. And, and that's because, you know, some of the macro data still coming in is still uh, showing growth. So, yeah, I think it's important for us not to talk ourselves into recession. You know, Goldman Sachs strategist put out a note the other day saying, you know, there's a 35% chance of recession in the next 18 to 24 months, which clearly uh, that makes a lot of sense. But it also means that there's a 65% chance that there's not going to be recession. So, um, you know, you know, focus on the micro company earnings are coming in. Companies are fighting to to keep margins flat because we're in an environment where the cost of everything is going up. We can't find labor and we can't get anything because of the supply chain lockup. So, you know, focus on those companies that have the ability and wherewithal to pass through pricing. That's where you're going to find returns. The fight that these companies are making, though, the more of them are losing and losing. The list of companies making highs is just flatlining, been trending. Stocks like Netflix that are already getting blasted on the previous quarter then decline and blow up even more. Uh, where that's kind of that trend extrapolation in some of these uh, charts from the highs. NVIDIA today breaking down. I mean, a business that just absolutely dominates everything that everyone said is the future and probably is the future. I use their products. They're amazing. Uh, but today they're down 6%. They're breaking through a level that held for months. And that looks like trend formation. So if these big winning stocks are going to trend, 
is there an obvious way through without trying to then bet to the other extreme that crude oil will go to 200 bucks? Because I hear you on that point for sure. I mean, uh, it cuts both ways, right? Some of the stuff that broke out is uh, possibly uh, short-term in nature too. So how do you uh, bet uh, in this market without kind of fighting the Fed? Yeah, I mean, clearly you're seeing the continued revaluation uh, going on in the market, and you're you're having with rising interest rates, you're finding a negative correlation to growth stocks, tech in particular. And until we find some level playing field, you know, you're going to have pressure. But look what happened last quarter, right? You had basically the first eight weeks of the quarter were terrible, and then the last or nine weeks, call it, in the last three weeks of the quarter, you had this tremendous rally. In fact, I think one of the fastest rallies uh, in the S and P 500 to 10 percent that we've ever seen. So. Um, you know, you know, be mindful, focus on businesses. And, and of course, every great, you know, return is a function of the price paid. So um, fo focus on doing your homework and, and focus on uh, finding value out there because there is value to be had. One of the funds that you like right now, a Vanguard fund, VTIP, uh, what's going on? I mean, it looks like it's been getting beat up with a lot else here this year. Yeah, so clearly, uh, you know, we're looking at, uh, you know, being vigilant on the fixed income portion of client portfolios. Uh, you know, having a VTIP is the uh, uh, Treasury Inflation Protected Security ETF, but it owns short treasuries. So it was basically called zero to five year. Uh -huh. um, so to, to protect against uh, an inflation and a sharp inflation, sharp interest rate rising environment, the best way to do that is to buy short duration bonds or bonds that mature in, you know, in a few couple of years and or floating or variable rate type of bonds so they could float upward as interest rates rise. So here, like a tip does that, it goes up as interest rates and inflation go higher and it's short from a duration. So uh, we think we that, that can offer some investors relative reprieve uh, to the bond market, which is actually, which is, you know, getting obliterated right now. Okay, so this is as an alternative to bonds, right? So we're not comparing this to the, the stock or the risk part of your portfolio. This is a way to lose less than the treasuries that you already own. Uh, so VTIP down a percent on the year, but the TLT, which is down 13%, that's your point is that, uh, or down 16% rather, this is a way to uh, still have some exposure, but in a different part of the market, it's not gonna get torn up. Yeah, that, that's right. And we were in regular uh, uh, tips, uh, longer duration, and we still like the asset class. We just shortened the duration, and that was a tactical move that we were able to make within our income strategy. Okay. All right. Uh, so, John, uh, with the last thing I just want to get you to chime in on is Bob and I were just talking. It sounds like you believe Powell's also a little bit uh, uh, more hawkish today in his tone. It sounds like that's kind of where you stand. Yeah, and it's hard for him not to be. You know, you you kind of wish that we had this conversation a year ago, and they were talking about you know the setting up the potential to reduce tapering, and 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 not to saying that we wouldn't be in this situation, but you know a lot less liquidity would have been already pulled out of the system. But you know, here we are. We move forward. We play the hand that we're dealt, and 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 clearly they have ground to move. And and you know the Fed always says they have two mandates. They start every meeting saying that they have to get maximum employment and ensure price stability. Well, clearly they have. Have maximum employment. You know the weekly jobless claims are, are quite healthy. Uh, the job market is healthy. You know we're in fact companies are are begging people to to come to work and they're increasing wages in order to get people to come back to, um, to back to the workforce. And so now they have to be vigilant on the price situation, which you know is is clearly getting out of hand. And you know you're not seeing as much reprieve as I think they were hoping on the supply chain issue. 
Uh, and the fact that, you know, COVID, that China is reacting again so uh, uh, ardently to uh, the COVID lockdown just prolongs the supply chain issue. And as long as the supply chain continues to remain gunked up, that's going to cause more costs in addition to what's going on with the spike in commodities, uh, primarily due to what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. John, always a nice contribution to our uh, discussion. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me on. You got it. John Petridis, Portfolio Manager at Tocqueville Asset Management.